friends all in one thing. Oh, wow, he remembered my name. This is the big time, girlie. This is rock and roll. Yeah, well, this rock and roll high school. Rock and roll high school? Yeah, I wrote it for Mr. McGree's music class, but I really wrote it for you, Joey. Hey, pizza, great, let's dig in. Yeah, I want some. Oh, thanks. How many times do I have to tell you? No pizza for you, Joey. Welcome to Happy Fun Time Movie Hour. My name is Eric. Across from me is Arwen. We are a family-friendly podcast that talks about rated R movies and a little bit more. You can follow us on Facebook. We are Happy Fun Time Movie Hour. You can follow us on Twitter. We are at Funtime Movies One. That is Funtime Movies and the number one. Where else can we be found? Uh, well, we can be found on Stitcher. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, Spotify, Spotify, iHeartRadio, iHeartRadio, and hopefully Pandora in the future. Yeah, yeah, you gotta, you gotta re- remember that one. Okay, um, so Arwen, Eric, what's my favorite band? Kiss. No, <laughs> it's the Ramones. It's the Ramones. <laughs> And what band made a movie in 1979? The same band, the Ramones. The Ramones. Was this movie made for the Ramones? Yeah. No, it wasn't. Oh. This movie was made for Van Halen. Anyway. I always forget that. Yeah. Van Halen turned this down. Uh, Roger Corman scrambled and he got the Ramones. The movie I'm talking about is Rock and Roll High School. Uh, it is rated PG. It is 1979, but they keep saying it's 1980. Yeah. And uh, it is one hour and 33 minutes. The director is a man named Alan Arkish. Uh, he did a lot of TV, um, most notably uh, that TV show Heroes. Yeah. But he did a lot of other TV. And then Joe Dante uh, kind of co-directed it. He's uncredited as a director in this but he, uh, I think he's most famous for directing the movie Inner Space with Martin Short and uh, Dennis Quaid. 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 <laughs> Nobody gets that. Um, <laughs> so something interesting about Dennis Quaid is his son, and I think it's Meg Ryan, him, their son, is on that new uh, The Boys show. Really? Yeah. He was he was the lead guy, not not the guy who played Spock, the other guy. The nerd guy. The nerdy guy. Oh, okay. Siler was in the boys. Oh wait, no, not not Spock, M- McCoy. Oh, that guy. Yeah, yeah. not that guy. Because uh, he's really the lead too. Carl but... Urban. Yes. Yeah. Carl Urban is a fantastic actor. All right. So anyway. Rock and Roll High School stars PJ Souls. Uh-huh. She is most famous for being stabbed to death in Halloween and Rock and Roll High School, but she didn't get stabbed to death in this movie. Um, Vincent Van Patten, I don't think I've ever seen him in anything else. Does he play Tom? Yeah. Okay. He looks really familiar. He's just a pretty boy. He he looks he he looks like he's been in other things, though. So. Yeah. He looks like he's been in TV sitcoms like Happy Days or some crap like that. Clint Howard's in this movie. Yes. Um, And Clint Howard is 
kind of like a B-movie actor that is the little brother of Ron Howard. So sometimes this B-movie actor is in Academy Award-winning movies like yes. uh, Apollo 13. Um, but he's also in like Adam Sandler movies like uh, Little Nicky where he plays, a, I think, a cross-dresser that likes to drip wax on his butt or something. I don't know. Something it's weird. been a while since I've seen uh, that. And I think the only reason that Clint Howard is a B-movie star is because he's not as good-looking. Because he's a really good actor. Yeah, he's a great actor. Um, that that Star Trek episode he does uh, where he plays the little creepy boy still creeps me out. <laughs> it does. Day Young is in this movie. Uh, she was in, like, Pretty Woman, and she's done, like, character roles uh, on TV. Yeah, she okay. plays Kate Rambo. And, uh, of course, the Ramones are in this yes. movie. Uh, also, uh, two staples of the Roger Corman uh, experience. You cannot have a Roger Corman movie without these two, apparently, especially in the 80s, uh, is Mary Warnoff, who plays Togar, the principal, okay. and uh, Paul Bartel, who plays the music teacher. Oh, okay. Both of them, both of them have been in tons of Corman films, uh, including Death Race 2000. Interesting. So, this movie starts off, and it kind of reminded me of Grease. Yes, I could see you know? that. Um, they show, like, these classrooms. They show a, 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 a freshman who's wearing a beanie. He's just this tall, lanky-looking weirdo who literally looks like he's 47 years old. Um, okay. But the football players come and take him away, and it's kind of this campy, weird movie, uh, you know, scene. But they they show this new principal, uh, Togar, and she's kind of like a um, Nazi. She reminds me of uh, nurse, the nurse in Nurse uh, Ratchet. Yeah, like the, nobody does their hair like that. No. <laughs> the The high school is called Vince Lombardi High School. Yes. And Vince Lombardi is famous for being uh, the Green Bay Packers coach and winning, like I think, two Super Bowls back to back. Um, the first two. Mm-hmm. So, and, and he's a weird looking guy, but it's weird that the place is called Vince Lombardi High School. They're obviously in California. They're nowhere near Wisconsin, unless they're supposed to be in Wisconsin, but they never really say. I don't think people in Wisconsin dress like that. No. <laughs> yeah. Let's let's talk about the... Uh, the dress code? The dress code at this school. Or lack of. <laughs> apparently, apparently, the only dress code is don't wear a bra. Yeah. Because no girl wore Co- a bra. Cover your nips. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, because there was one girl pasties. wearing wearing pants and like what looked like a possible bikini top. Yeah. And then there were several girls that would wear no back bathing suits. I'm. That's what it looks like yeah. to me. It's a bathing suit. It's probably not. It's like a one piece or something. Right. And pants and shorts and short shorts and short short shorts. Yeah, like. Um, I didn't go to high school like that. No, but we all dreamed it. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of licensed songs in this movie, too. Very much so. Um, we heard Paul McCartney. Yeah. Um, I heard a Devo song. Uh-huh. Alice Cooper. Um, a lot of bands that I probably don't even know. They're very popular bands in the 70s and 80s. Um, Roger Corman got the idea for this movie when he saw Grease, I think. That would um, make sense. Because Grease came out in, what, 77, 78? In that era, yeah. Yeah. Very, very similar uh, era. And uh, 
yeah, it was, it's interesting. They cut to, like, I guess the courtyard of this school. Mm-hmm. And uh, Riff Randall, played by PJ Souls, a cute blonde-haired woman. Mm-hmm. And then uh, it's... Uh, Kate Rambo is like wiring up this record player that they stole from the music department. Right. And she starts playing uh, the Ramones on Sheena is a punk rocker. I love that song. It's a good song. Yeah. Sheena is a punk rocker. Sheena is a punk rocker. So we got that. And uh, as soon as she starts playing the music, Everybody, every kid in the school just starts, I would call it dancing, but it was mostly... It's like peanuts dancing. Yeah, it was mostly like wiggling and standing. Isn't that what dancing is, though? Yeah. Although they do cut to Tom, and he's got like these footprints on the ground where where he's like the dance instruction. Oh, yes, Uh uh-huh. He's trying to learn. He's trying to learn how to dance. Uh Uh-huh. And I'm like... This is punk rock. <laughs> yeah, you can tap your toes to it, but come on, guys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the uh, the principal, like the glass shatters. I mean, it's rock and roll, but it's not offensive no. rock and roll. It's not like if they were playing Cannibal Corpse, oh, God. maybe the glass would have shattered. You know, that kind of deal. Maybe blood would have come out of somebody's ear. Well, if it had been Van Halen, they probably would have broke the the glass. Well, yeah. Uh, so Eddie Van Halen would have just been on. Yeah. You know, PJ Souls is talented. Oh yeah. But she can't dance. Uh huh. And she can't sing. Two things that she does a lot of in this movie. I don't think her singing is is that offensive, though. It's not. But it's out of sync with the actual song. Yeah. So you hear the Ramones go, punk, 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 rocker. And she's like, punk, punk. Like two seconds after they just did that. I don't know if they didn't do that on purpose, though. It's it's not on purpose. It's a low-budget film, and they just didn't go into editing and edit it correctly. Okay. Um, That's one of many editing problems that this movie has. But this is one of my favorite movies. Because, Only because of the music. Because of the music. Because it's a funny movie. Because it's a weird movie. It's very weird. Um, we're going to get into that in a minute. Um, Kate Rambeau is wearing a 1980 pin. Yeah, I noticed. I, I think I only noticed two people wearing pins, though. Yes. Kate and the freshman. Yeah. And the freshman was wearing a 1984 pin. I was like, maybe that's the year they graduate. Would that be weird if you wore a pin of the year you're supposed to graduate? Like, mine would say 1993 on it forever. I don't know. That would be weird. I I, I don't know. It's odd. Yeah. It's odd that only two people, and they quite possibly were the only two nerdy people that yeah, I, I think remember they were the seeing only two the nerds at all, really. And, and I mean, Kate, other than this one kid in the science class that wears glasses, he looks like Waldo from the uh, Van Halen song, uh, uh, Hot for Teacher. Okay. Uh, anyway. Um, <laughs> no, he just does. No, it's it's kind of funny that Kate is the hot nerd. Yeah. And she's she's a pretty woman. Like, she gets a makeover at one point, no more glasses. Yeah. I was like... Is that how that works? 
It is. If you took your glasses off, you'd be 100% hotter. That's that's what that's a rule. I I don't think that's it's right. It's a rule. I don't think that's right. <laughs> um <laughs> I wrote down here Tom is a dork. He is a dork. Tom is the captain of the football team. Good-looking guy, but can't pick up women. They show him going through the high hallway going, "Ah, I got to get laid or some sh- something like that." Something. And uh and he walks up to this girl and he's like, hey, nice weather we're having out there. It's a little dry. But I hear it's raining cats and dogs in Idaho. Cats and dogs. Yeah. And and the girl's like, yeah. <laughs> Bye. What's funny is every girl he does that to afterwards gives the punchline. Yeah. Yeah, and they're like, I hear it's raining cats and dogs. They're like, yes, you get me. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, It's geez. like, no, you're a dork. We then meet Clint Howard, and I wrote down here, Clint Howard equals Parker Lewis. A bit. He's just this guy at the school who has his own office in a bathroom. Yeah. And uh, makes deals. It's very odd. So this Tom. Is, this is Eagle Bauer. Yeah. Tom goes up to him and says, I want to I wanna date somebody. And he's like, I got the perfect person for you. It's Kate Rambo. Plus, you'll get luggage. I mean, it became it was, a game it show. It was so weird. And so he doesn't want Kate, though. Of course he doesn't. He wants Riff. He likes the bad girl. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah. Plus, Kate's better looking. Well... Kate seemed attainable as well. Yeah. They're both dorks. Yeah. Like, Rift just doesn't seem like she's interested in anyone at that school. No. She's only got eyes for Joey Ramone. Yeah. So, I'm in because she likes ugly dudes. You're hilarious. <laughs> yeah. So, Clint, Clint Howard is just this weird business guy. He just hangs out at the school. He's and got he a has secret- a secretary. <laughs> yeah, he's got a secretary. In the boys' bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> and people are always standing in line waiting to cut a deal with Eagle Bauer. Yeah, it's weird. Um, let's talk about the hall monitors. You these, mean Dumb and Dumber? These two guys. <laughs> one guy has this big old Jew afro. I mean, he's yes. just you know this curly-haired guy. And the uh-huh. other guy's just fat dude with short hair. And they were told to gather a couple teachers. Yes. So one's running across campus like a lunatic. And the other one just lights up a cigarette in the hallway, Mm -hmm. makes a paper airplane, licks the tip, and throws it. The curly-haired guy is going to get the gym instructor. And uh, the fat guy is going to get the music instructor. Yes. The, the paper airplane, though, was to go to the music teacher. Yes. So why didn't the one kid take the note? To the music teacher? Yeah. Instead of having this really ridiculous scene of the paper airplane going Because all it's over. more fun to do it the way that he it did it. It is, but it just, just... I liked it. I thought it was funny. It's funny. Because when the uh, when the airplane arrives, uh-huh. it goes straight into the ear of the music instructor. Yes. And the hall monitor is just sitting by the window. Yeah, he, he knew. So why didn't he take the note with him? <laughs> He's creative. And also these two have superpowers, apparently. 
Uh, they have weird names. Yes. What were their names? Fritz Hansel and Fritz Gretel. Yeah, Hansel so and Gretel. So they're Hansel and Gretel. Weird. Yeah. In the gymnasium, uh, Kate Rambo is at the top of a uh, of the rope. Yes. Because back in those days, you had to climb the rope. They might still do that. I don't know. They don't. They, they don't? don't even have gym class anymore. But she's told not to slide down. Yes, and she immediately slides. And immediately slides. Uh, now, that would have taken skin off of Yes, her it would have. But it didn't here because it's a cartoon. Of course not. It's a movie. I'm in a movie. But, you know, the... Uh, the hall monitor, who is overly sexual, by the way, and I think he wants to have sex with uh, Togar, yes. the the principal, and nothing against her, but he's weird. Yeah. Oh yeah, when they when the uh, paper airplane goes into the ear of the music instructor, he he takes it out and starts reading it, and he goes ear mail. Yes. Uh, it was just funny. <laughs> the gym teacher leaves Riff in charge of. Giving these girls calisthenics. I don't Calis- think she left anyone in charge. Calisthenics. Is she that left a, word? a record in calisthenics. Yes, uh, she left a record in charge. Yeah, and it's that one song that I don't know the name of, but it's like da 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 da. I want to call it "Lazy Cat Falls Down." I don't know. <laughs> If that's not its title, it should be. In, in the show uh, Get a Life with Chris Elliott, where Chris Elliott plays an adult baby, basically. Oh, God. Um, I forgot about that show. Yeah, it's an old Fox show. It went one season, and I loved every episode of really? it. Really? But to calm him down, they would play that song, and he would just dance a little bit, and then he'd be calm. That's weird. Yeah. But anyway, Togar wants to show these two teachers, just these two. Like, there's I a know. science teacher. There's There could have been a whole faculty. Yeah. Nope. Just these two teachers. The gym teacher, who is amazingly out of shape, and the music teacher, who can't dance. So. My gym teacher was severely obese. Really? Yes. Mine wasn't. All of my. I had one gym teacher that was jacked up. Mm-hmm. He was like the Hulk. And then I had another gym teacher when I was in uh, middle school. Uh, and she was fit as hell. Yeah. But she was married to the jacked up one from high school. So, I mean, that makes maybe sense. that's a thing. Yeah. But anyway, so Togar wants to show them the dangers of rock music. And how do they do this? The white mice. Yep, the white mice. And she's holding this mouse by its tail. And... It's a real mouse. It's a real mouse. And I don't know anything about cruelty to animals, uh... But it seemed a little cruel that she's just holding this mouse. Cause she's this dangling mouse is, it around, too. Yeah, this mouse is trying to escape. Yeah. But she's explaining to them what music does to a human. So she puts the mouse in a glass box and starts playing music. And Punk it's not, music. Yeah, it's, it's uh, oh, well, lobotomy no. by yeah. uh, the Ramones. Yes. Yeah, so it's like, lobotomy, lobotomy. <laughs> And it's getting louder and louder and louder until the mouse explodes. Yes. Then she shows another mouse who started listening to rock music and then wearing leather jackets. Yeah. And then and then having a uh, what is it marriageless relationship with another mouse. Yeah. So 
Rock and roll music leads to leather jackets and infidelity. I wouldn't say infidelity, just not, you know, li it's living in sin. Yeah. <laughs> so there's this whole pseudo-religious kind of weirdness about her. She's definitely a conservative. Oh, you know, extreme. Like, like, we should be like the 1940s. We we see that when she goes, this this is moving a little forward, but when she goes to the gym class to try and catch the girls not doing what they're supposed to be doing, they're yeah. actually doing calisthenics. And she's like, what are they doing? They're dancing. It's like, that's not dancing. Right. She would have, she's at that age where she would have done calisthenics yes. in gym. So it's just ridiculous. I know. Um, but yeah, they go, they, we, we cut back to gym class at that point. And, uh, of course, Riff has taken over the class and, uh, she's like, I wrote a song for the Ramones and I'm going to be famous because of this. Yeah. And she starts singing rock and roll high school. She sings into the handle of a jump rope mm -hmm. and, uh, I am so glad the Ramones do this song later because her version is terrible. Oh, yeah, these girls went from not knowing how to do jumping jacks to absolutely knowing how to do uh, high bar flips on the uneven bars. Yeah, and uh, and swinging around upside down. So we got that going for us. And then one of the hall monitors sees them doing this, and or they both do actually. Yeah, and they run they're to Togar. Creepers. Yeah, they run to Togar, and they're like, "Oh, riff, ah, oh, boobs." You yes. Know? And this movie's rated PG, and if this movie had had nudity or, you know, anything, it would have been a rated R movie. It would have been like a rated R Grease. Yeah. And I think this movie kind of should have done that. They should have had, like, the unnecessary shower scene or something like that. Just just to make this movie a little edgy. Yeah. Because this movie's kind of really vanilla the whole way through. Oh, yeah. It is kind of like a cartoon. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, this is the scene where Togar comes and yes. they, they're doing calisthenics. They're doing, like, back stretches. And they're like, what are they doing? They're dancing. No, they're not dancing. They're doing exercise. Mm -hmm. And she has to explain exercise to the principal. Right. And she goes, they should be exercising their minds. Yeah. So, funny stuff. Riff wants to get everybody in her class tickets to the Ramones show. Yes. Because the Ramones are coming to town. They won't be in town for another year. Right. So she has to see them now. Mm -hmm. Because one year is so long to wait for one thing. As a teenager, a year is a long time. Yeah, I know. Now, if I wait a year. Like, it's it's freaking September already. And I'm like, what the, what the hell happened to this year? Yeah. Nothing. Nothing happened this year. It's just normal. We find out that Kate likes Tom because Kate goes to Eagle Bauer. Yes. And he's like, oh, Good, because now we'll have a weird montage of you two making out at Makeout Point. There's a candelabra on the hood of the car. Um, they they <laughs> learn. Eagle Eagle Bauer takes them out. Like it's sinister the way he's plotted this. Yeah, like he's trying to help Kate, but he's also ulterior motive of trying to get Tom with Kate. Right. Because he's like, this is what should be. Anyway. And so they go out to, like, make out point. And at first it looks like it's dark. It's just a backdrop. Yeah, it's a backdrop. It's just hilarious how much he puts into this. on the hood of the car. Yeah. 
Uh, it's a convertible. So he's sitting like on the back of the back seat and watching them act like they're going to make out. Uh, he's instructing them on how to make out. He teaches them. He teaches Tom how to take off bras off a rubber doll. Yeah. And then there's this one scene, and I I, I think it's a cute scene because it's funny, mm-hmm. where he's, like, trying to, like, unbutton her blouse, and then she does it herself, and then she kind of flashes her bra at him. Yeah. And it's kind of cute. I don't know. It's, but, it's one of the more realistic scenes. Yeah. And uh, that's that with that, though, because then we get back to Riff, who's in line at the Ramones concert. Now, we were wa- we watched a recent thing on Adam Ruins Everything, and they, he was talking about how people used to stand in line for concerts. Yes. And they would stand in line maybe for a day or mm-hmm. maybe longer so that they could get those concert tickets. And now we don't do that because we have Ticketmaster and the evil fees of Ticketmaster. Mm-hmm. You know... Convenience comes at a cost. Yeah. And like literally when we went to see Kiss, people were still buying tickets at the box office yes. when, when we went there. Uh, same thing with Weird Al. So the box office does exist and you can go to the box office and buy tickets. Mm-hmm. For some reason, uh, we just don't. She has her standee of the Ramones right next to her. She has a chaise lounge. She uh, she gets milk delivered to her. Yes. Um, but like I, when she wakes up, she looks over her shoulder and there's a whole line of people just standing there. And uh, there's you hear. Hey, yeah, 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 hey, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's a guy in a Indian headdress or a Native American headdress yeah. uh, and, and a, uh, a tomahawk. Yes. And he's selling tickets and they're like scalper. You know, it's just yeah. this dumb sight gag. Yeah. And it's one of a few dumb sight gags because we get we go we get into the concert. Later. Yeah. It gets dumb. So Riff has a uh, a sudden feud with this groupie who's always been to the Ramon shows. She's followed them from Cleveland to San Diego to Charlotte, North Carolina to Pittsburgh. And I'm like, you couldn't even like... Like, when a band plans something, they're not going, let's go to New York, then let's go to Chicago, then let's go to Brazil, then let's go back up to Mexico. No, no, they don't do Uh -uh. that. Uh, They plan it out. Like, when we saw Kiss, I was like, I follow them, I follow them on Instagram, and they're like, they're like, thank you, Chicago. Thank you, St. Louis. Thank you, Little Rock. Mm Mm-hmm. We're now in Dallas. We're now in Houston. We're yeah. now in Austin. You, you go you know, in a, That's a straight line. A, yeah, a seamless pattern. <laughs> yeah. And they started in Florida and went up the coast. Then they went over to Europe for a little while. Oh. Uh, traveled, uh, traveled through Europe uh-huh. and then came back to New York and then went down uh, the Midwest to the south. And now they're going west. Interesting. It, it's weird. It's like watching uh, seagulls migrate. I don't know. But she has this feud with this chick. And then we we finally, we finally see the Ramones show up. Yes. In probably one of the most epic ways a band can show up. <laughs> They're in the Gabba Gabba Hay Mobile. You know, this like this convertible that uh, the drummer is is playing drums. Dee Dee and Johnny are playing their guitars. Joey's sitting there eating chicken. Yeah. And they're singing, uh, what is that song? 
I just want to be with you. Hanging out on 2nd Avenue. Eating chicken, feeling real loose. Is that what that song's called? It's called I Just Want to Be With You. I thought that song was called Tonight. No. That's the chorus. Yeah. Usually the chorus is their title. So. And they get out of the car. And, of course, Johnny and Dee Dee, they can both bring their instrument with them. Yes. Drummer can't. No. So he's just, like, got his drumsticks. Yes. And, okay, so let's let's just bring the cat out of the bag here. Joey Ramone is a very ugly man. He is not attractive. He's about seven foot tall and very, very skinny. Mm-hmm. Lanky. It looks like his legs don't want to be under his body. <laughs> I mean, he just has, like, he's knock-kneed and pigeon-toed, right? He keeps his air, hair over his eyes. His lips are weird. His teeth are kind of gross. He's the perfect example of a punk rocker, though. Yes. And, and let me talk about the Ramones for just three seconds. They were discovered in New York. They're a Brooklyn-based band. They called themselves the Ramones because they enjoyed uh, uh, like uh, 1950s music where it was like a bunch of brothers singing songs together. Okay. A lot of their music is just sped up 50s tunes and surf rock. That's what it sounds like. And and they just enjoyed that era and they embraced it and played it really fast. Mm -hmm. The only person in the band at this time in this movie is uh, the drummer. He's the only one that's still alive. Okay. Johnny Ramone died. uh, Dee Dee Ramone died. And Joey Ramone has died. Um, Two of cancer, one of uh, his own volition. I mean, come on. You take enough heroin, you're you're just gonna die. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. So that aside, um, Johnny Ramone was politically conservative. Really. Yep. Joey Ramone was not. Yeah. Um, Dee Dee Ramone just didn't give a crap. Mm-hmm. Dee Dee Ramone did the most amazing thing in the middle eighties. <laughs> he he recorded a rap album. Oh, that's the one. Yeah. Yeah. He became Dee Dee King for a while. Oh, my God. And he was fa 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 funky. I'm that, not even kidding. No, he's not kidding. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. If you if you want to have a little mind-numbing experience, go look that up. Yeah, go on YouTube and just type in Dee Dee King, D-E-E, D-E-E, King, and, uh, and, and, and just amaze yourself with the marvelous sounds of a guy who can't rap doing a rap album. <laughs> so the, the manager takes the groupie chick with him. Yes. Because uh, she and, was trying to cut in line. Yeah, and they go they go into the uh, building. Her name, by the way, is Angel Dust. Yeah, her name. <laughs> Drug references mm-hmm. in a PG movie. <laughs> yeah, her name's Angel Dust. And then, and then the box office opens. She buys 100 tickets for $1,000. So she buys... She buys a hundred tickets, tickets for $1,000 for people that I don't think paid her. No. She just handed out the tickets. Yeah. And during this time where she's like waiting in line, uh, Kate would bring a letter to Togar. Please excuse Riff Randall. Her father died today. Or please excuse Riff Randall. Her mother died today. The third one was please excuse Riff Randall. Her goldfish died today. And then she makes the joke, 
It always happens in threes. Yeah, it always happens in threes. So there's dates on the notes, and it's saying that it's January of 1980. Yeah, they're about ready to graduate yep. anyway, right? Yep. So there's a lot of don't cares anymore. Yeah, so Togar makes an example out of Riff. Riff gives one of the tickets to her the music, music teacher. teacher. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I'm hip to this, daddy-o. You know, weird stuff. Uh-huh. Uh, Paul Bartell, he's just like, he's one of those actors that popped up in things. And I'd go, huh, interesting. <laughs> he was in this movie. I think it was called uh, Student Bodies or something like that. It was like a a spoof of slasher uh, slasher uh, movies. And uh, he played this science teacher. And at one point, uh, the the woman who was being chased by the guy, uh, the slasher, comes into his class. And he's standing in long pajamas, or long underwear, actually. Okay. Uh, with I Love New York just written on it on a, with a Sharpie. <laughs> and he's wearing a crown. And he's like, he's like, have you come to meet me? And she goes, I can't believe this is happening. And she runs out. <laughs> it was a weird scene. Uh but anyway, so yeah, Riff loses those tickets. Okay, what an abuse of power yes. to take something from these girls that is not school related, right? And they paid money for yeah, which tickets were only like ten bucks a piece. I, I mean, know that's awesome. Yeah, I wish tickets were ten dollars. I wish everybody'd go. Um, but still, it's such an abuse of power, right? Silly. <laughs> Just, it bothers me. So, I know it's a movie, but it still bothers me. <laughs> so Riff is kind of bummed out, you know. She's hanging out in her bedroom, listening to a Ramones album, um, I Want You Around. And she dream- she's smoking weed uh-huh. in a PG movie. Uh-huh. Um, and then she's dream daydreaming, and it's Joey Ramone singing to her personally. Mm-hmm. And she's, this, this is my favorite scene of the whole movie. She's suddenly in her underwear well yeah and kind of like a robe of some sort yeah it's like she was gonna go take a shower yeah and so each of the band members are like playing Mm -hmm. in her room and then she goes to the bathroom and opens up the shower and she's topless but we we only see her from the back if you want to see her from the front go watch halloween i mean she shows she's in a towel yeah but she takes a towel off Oh, until okay. they have to show her from the front, then she has to towel on again. Oh, interesting. it's hilarious. Yeah, uh, yeah. If you want to see her topless, go watch Halloween. She's like, uh, 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 she takes her top down. That's it. Yeah. Um, but it's it's Dee Dee Ramone just in the shower, and the shower's on. He's yeah. just playing his bass. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what the hell are you doing, Dee Dee? <laughs> Don't do drugs, kids. And then, and then by the time the song ends, she's back in the same position yeah. she was at the beginning. Yeah. You know, on her bed, just smoking. Mm-hmm. Smoking weed, smoking weed. We cut to Tom, and he's got a new uh, a bang bus. Shaggin' uh, wagon. Shaggin' wagon. Uh, he calls it the Warlock. It's got a television, a, a radio. Wall-to-wall carpet. Carpet everywhere. And he's just drinking Jack Daniels. Just like, I'm going to ask her out. I'm going to ask Riff out. Um, Kate's teaching Riff calculus, and Tom calls her, and uh, and she agrees to go out with him. She He calls Riff, not yeah, Kate. Yeah, Riff. Yeah, and Kate is like, why, why is he calling you? So, yeah. yeah. 
So they're going to go on a double date with Eagle Bauer and, and Tom. Mm -hmm. That had to have been the worst decision ever in high school. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, on the way to the date, Riff needs a phone because she's going to answer a question from the radio. To win tickets. To win tickets. What album did the Ramones sing, blah, 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 Right. whatever song it was. And Kate just happens to have the, the, cassette, the cassette in her hand. Yeah. Oh, it's Road to Ruin. And Road to Ruin hadn't even come out yet when the movie was made. Oh. Road to Ruin came out about a couple months after this movie was made. Interesting. And they win tickets, so they get to go. She calls Tom to cancel yeah. the date, and what is, her excuse was so ridiculous. They got into a car accident, and they're, they have to have blood transfusions, yes. but she'll see him tomorrow. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about this concert. I mean, Togar finds out that Riff won the tickets. The charity that she gives Riff and, and uh, Rambo's tickets to were just these two nuns. So they announced that, you know on stage and then they announced the winners of the contest which is kate and uh riff mm -hmm. and they're playing this on the radio and if you don't think this was a thing it was a thing um i would listen to wmms on saturday nights and i could listen to an entire concert oh wow. i listened to a jethro tull concert uh i remember that and i listened to prince mm -hmm. in concert on uh, mms those were things back in those days where you could listen to the concert if you couldn't go to the concert. That's nice. But only if it was sponsored by WMMS. Of course. Yeah. But let's talk about Screamin' Steve. Mm -hmm. Screamin' Steve is this radio disc jockey that uh, Roger Corman loved. He had a great voice. He, he talked fast. He sounded like a game show host. And uh, he was in a couple movies. He was in Death Race 2000. He was the announcer in that. Yeah. <laughs> they show these people coming into the concert hall. Yes. So, and they're frisking them. Mm -hmm. And one dude had drugs and they kick him out. Yeah, he was too high. Yeah, he's too high. Like, they weren't doing their job well. <laughs> um, but a, a giant mouse walks in. Mm -hmm. I mean, just a person in a costume, oh, yeah. really. But it's a mouse. And that's where I think the budget went because that mouse costume is pretty good. Yeah. Um, the mouth doesn't move, but it's got realistic teeth. It's mm -hmm. got features. It's white. Uh, and they're like, oh, no, we can't have you in here. Uh, too many mice have been exploding. And he, he holds up these uh, headphones. Yeah. And he's like, oh, okay, yeah, you can come in. And he puts the headphones on the mouse. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and then uh, the, the music teacher comes in. Mm -hmm. And when he gets frisked, it gets a little gay. Really? Yeah, he's like wiggles and laughs and oh. it was weird. He's just a weird character. I wrote down what is punk rock because a lot of these people coming to this concert were dressed weird. Like Kate Rambo had like this robot belt. Yeah. What was that? I have no idea. It just spun and yeah. like word and uh, I, I don't and know. And a cape. Yeah, and a cape. And then there was another person who had an eye patch and a nurse's hat. I mean, I was like, what is punk rock to these people? Like, is this what we perceived punk rock to be in 1979 in America? Maybe this is what Roger Corman thought punk rock. Because we still had the damn Sex Pistols at this point. Yes. And Blondie and, and the Ramones. 
who dress in leather jackets and ripped jeans. And, you know, you know, safety pins. And yeah. Well, the safety pins thing, that was a, that was a total European thing. That did oh. not happen over here. <laughs> I saw people wear safety pins. I never did. Not in, like, their face or anything, but they wore it on their clothes. On their clothes, yeah. Uh-huh. I'm talking about, like, through their nose. Oh, yeah, no. I, no. Ne- I never really saw people do that here. <laughs> Um, when I watched uh, The Decline of the Western Civilization Part 1, uh-huh. uh, I did see people, and they, they this was the London crowd, they would have the spiked hair mm-hmm. and the, uh, the needles through the eyes mm-hmm. or eyebrows. So that was a thing over there. But when they'd show the American crowd, they didn't do that. Yeah. I, w- I was two when this movie came out, so. Yeah. I, I don't remember people ever being punk Right. I liked this set that they do. Oh, the the actual concert the set. The concert. Now, didn't you say something about how they actually sold tickets to yes. this concert? Yes. This was a legitimate concert that they did uh, for this movie so that they could be paid. Okay. They were not going to be paid for the movie if they didn't get tickets and, or sell tickets and do this concert. Mm-hmm. So you get a little mini concert. You get a Ramones concert. With the original lineup of the Ramones, mm-hmm. that's amazing. Yeah. So let's go through the songs that they do. Uh, Bliss Craig Bop. Mm-hmm. Everybody loves and knows this song. Yeah. Uh, Rob Zombie did a cover of this song. Oh, I forgot about that. Um, lobotomy. Yes. Subtitles during Lobotomy for no reason. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. It was like a karaoke suddenly. Yeah. Yeah. Like, DDT did a job on me. Now I am a real sissy. You know, that kind of deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, California Sun. Yes. Pinhead. Yeah. Gabba, gabba, hey. Gabba, gabba, hey. And then, yeah, yeah, she's a one. Mm-hmm. So, and they did all those songs. And there's like a little subplot, you know, the, the scalpers dancing, uh, Monica and uh, Riff have to chase Angel Dust through the concert hall because the songs that Riff has, you know, are stolen. Yeah, Riff's trying to get the songs to the band. Yeah. And then Angel comes and And, steals it for All the hall monitors are are on their way or at the concert at this point. There's Um, a lot going on here. And they have to do a body search on Angel Dust. Ooh, body search. Me Too movement. Yeah. These guys are creepers. These two would have been Me too to death already. Yeah. And then we meet the Ramones. Yes. They have their speaking roles. This could have been longer, um, but they found out that uh, none of them could talk. (laughs) One of the weird lines is, it's like, I wrote this song for you, Joey. Oh, what's it called? It's called Rock and Roll High School. And he goes, Rock and Roll High School. <laughs> and I was like, holy shice. What, what is he saying? So, so when we go back to this scene, uh, there's a stack of pizzas. And a they act like they've never eaten before. Yeah. And they're just like three of the man members are, are like devouring this pizza. And then the manager is just feeding like wheat german riboflavin into jerry uh, into joey's face like just stuffing his face full Mm -hmm. of this powder and stuff and i'm like what is going on here Mm -hmm. and it's very scooby-doo cartoon kind of very much is and they they give a slice of pizza to riff and she puts it in a bag yeah 
like I'm never gonna get rid of this ever. And it's this like, is that's... Joey Ramone's pizza. Yeah. <laughs> I can't imagine acting like that. No, me either. <laughs> I've met I've met celebrities, and I've been a little awestruck in front of certain people. Yes. But I've never gone and been like, I'm never gonna wash my hand again. Yeah, that's gross. Yeah. So I, I, that that reminds me of that. Uh, it was like a Brady Bunch episode where she's never going to wash her hand again. Mm. And then she gets a disease and dies. What? Isn't that a Family Guy episode where he meets, he shakes somebody's hand and then he doesn't wash yeah. his hand and it like grows a continent on it or something? Or something. Yeah, something happened. So Tokar decides that she's just going to have a record burning at the school. The kids are at the concert. Tokar calls Rambo's parents. Everybody's parents. There's a ton of people there. Yeah, but I mean, you only get to see her. Yeah. Call the one, you know, yeah. and so she gathers up all the parents for, you know, a record burning. Record burning, so and mean. When was the last time we saw a record burning? Like the 1950s, right? That was a big thing. I, I, I don't know. Maybe like maybe when Elvis 80s. came around. Yeah, maybe in the 80s and 90s there's, during there's the always, satanic panic. There's always hard pushes against certain things, yeah. like book burnings. I see more more about books than records. Yeah. And, of course, in this age, you don't really get that because everything's gone digital. Yeah. You can't burn the digital. You can delete it, though. What? No. <laughs> but, yeah, she's she's doing that. And then, like, the white mouse's mom shows up. Yes. And she's wearing an apron. And I forget what it says on the apron. Uh, I hate mouse work. Yeah, I hate mouse work. But the kids show up at the school for no reason. There's no reason for these kids to come back to the school in the middle of the night. It wasn't the middle of the night, was it? It was. At times, it was dark out. It was. It got. It, this. This is part of the editing thing. It's like, is it daytime? Is it nighttime? Because it was night and it was day. Yeah. And it's like I don't know what's going on. I thought they were coming to school the next day. No. Oh. No, they they just show up at the school and they're like, "You can't burn our records. We're gonna take over the school." <laughs> um, and yeah, so, it had to be that same night. Yeah, <laughs> and, and so they show up with the Ramones because the Ramones want to go to this high school that they've heard of, this rock and roll high school. I mean, rock and roll high school. <laughs> and uh, and they show up and they sing, uh, "Do you want to dance? Do you want to mm-hmm. dance under the moonlight?" You know that song. As they trash this school, um, there's a chainsaw that doesn't really work very well, but then it works. Yeah, um, a little too much. Uh, they, they they destroy the permanent records. Yeah, they attack the lunch ladies who were still there. Yeah, uh, what's going on here? And they're just like, just throwing food at them. Yeah. Um, the the hall monitors like they hide in a, a big old. Uh, laundry basket uh-huh. bin or whatever uh-huh. they put cardboard over them and then the uh, Ramones chuck them out the third story window so they're dead yeah but they're not no <laughs> um, and uh, and then they hook up the whole speaker system and they're gonna play rock and roll high school they play rock and roll high school uh-huh. and then they blow up the school yes the end of the movie yeah so the moral of this movie is if you like rock and roll you can blow up your school. I don't think that's the right. No. Yeah. This is also a movie that can't be made after oh, things no. like Columbine had no. happened. Uh, Howard Stern bought the rights to this movie. Oh. With every intention of having some 41 
become the band. Oh. And and it was going to be just this uh, remake of Rock and Roll High School. However, Columbine happened, and nobody wanted to agree to blowing up a school. Right, right. And so he's shelved it indefinitely. It's that just makes gone. Sense. But Howard Stern owns the rights to this, the, the movie, mm-hmm. so when this movie gets played on Cinemax, as it is right now, he gets money for it. Interesting. Also, there is a sequel to this movie. Oh? It stars Corey Feldman. Okay. <laughs> it is... Uh, Togar and uh, and, the, and the music teacher both reprise their roles. Uh-huh. It is a Roger Corman film, uh, produced. And uh, I would have to say it is 900% the worst movie I've ever seen. Oh, is the band involved? Corey Feldman is the band. Oh. Yeah, his band at the time did this movie. Oh, that sounds horrible. Yeah, and if you've heard Corey Feldman... <laughs> And his band, you would know that Corey Feldman does not need to be near a microphone and sing into it. No. He also danced like Michael Jackson because that was his thing. That's his thing. He's uh-huh. a big Michael Jackson fan. I, I can't say enough. To, like, I'll show you the trailer when we're done with this. Okay. Because it you, sounds terrible. You would be amazed <laughs> and be like, how do you go from the Ramones to, to that. Corey Feldman? <laughs> you just can't. Like it would have made sense, the Ramones, and then Van Halen's like, "Oh, that's a good, that's a good movie. We should have done that movie. Let's do the sequel, Van Halen." No, the Ramones. Corey Feldman goes, "I'd like to do that movie too." <laughs> that's how I think he sounds, right? Isn't that how he sounds? I, I like to do that movie. I that's how he sounds. I don't think so. <laughs> I, I feel like that's how he sounds. So, anyway, uh, yeah, they made a sequel. Uh, Howard Stern owns the rights of, of the original movie. This did launch the Ramones into a more mainstream or popular. It got uh, their music out. Yeah. Their songs are catchy. Oh, yeah. They, they broke up in the 90s. Um, Joey Ramone got pancreatic cancer in the 2000s, and he passed away. Dita Ramone passed away a couple years after that, and Johnny Ramone passed away after that. Mm-hmm. They were inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame uh, kind of posthumously because I don't think any of them were alive at the point. They might have been alive. I they thought the drummer alive. was still alive. Well, the drummer's alive. Oh. But they've had four drummers. Oh, oh. And so I think I'll have to look it up, but I think that their Rock and Roll Hall of Fame was, it was kind of depressing because, you know, Two are dead. Mm-hmm. Johnny Ramone was still alive at that point. Yeah. Anyway, that was Rock and Roll High School. What was your uh, favorite part of this movie? The bedroom scene. Yeah. Mine was the concert. Yeah, definitely the concert. I can see that. Uh, what part did you like the least? Pretty much any time Togar was on scene. Really? Yeah. I just couldn't stand her. Well, they did their job then. Exactly. It's like when people hate uh, pro wrestlers who are the bad guy. Yeah, you're supposed to hate them. They're the bad guy. I understand that. If I had to go with any scene that I hated the most with her in, it might have been when they first introduced her because they had the previous principal in a straight jacket. Yeah. And they were like feeding him oatmeal, but he it was just gross. Yeah. yeah. It was a gross scene. Yeah, I didn't like that scene either. Uh... I think the scene I hated the most was probably uh, 
the gym class scene. I, really? I just didn't like it. It's just I, I didn't mind it. It seemed fun. Yeah. Just wasn't my thing. Roger Corman's movies usually make money because he has a philosophy. If you make a movie cheaply, uh, it'll make money. And then if you do a sequel, it, 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 it should only have like a certain percentage drop off of the original sales of the first one. Uh-huh. And then if that movie does lower than expected, it still made money, uh, but he's not going to make another sequel. Mm-hmm. The, so there's a half-life. Yeah. So the, there's a thing that I saw him do um, when he was explaining uh, his uh, series. It was called Carnosaur. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, right after Jurassic Park came out, he did a movie called Carnosaur. Uh, and it's like that movie did above expected uh, sales. Mm-hmm. So he made a second one. And instead of the certain percentage that he has in his yes. mind... Uh, it did above that. Oh. So he made, I think, seven of those movies until until they couldn't do anymore. Wow. So, yeah, he does his thing. That's interesting. He's probably one of the producers, like him and, like, I would say the dude from Troma. They have philosophy. Yes. And, and they know that they put out schlock. Mm-hmm. They know they, they put out garbage. Um, but that garbage sells. Yes. Um, at least they sold when VHS was a big thing mm-hmm. and DVD was start, start, starting to come up. Now that they're in digital, I think that philosophy is out the window. Yeah, I don't know how you can quantify it that way anymore. No. So there's not really a thing about streaming and digital sales yet that they have cornered. Trauma is, I think, just done. Really? They put a lot of their stuff on YouTube. And then their most popular movie was The Toxic Avenger. Mm -hmm. So that gets played sometimes. But it's still such a dated movie that people are like, what the hell is this? You know? So Troma, I think, is just done. Uh, Corman still does stuff. Like he most recently, not even most recently, this was a couple years ago, maybe four or five. uh, They did a soft reboot of Death Race. Oh, 2000. Uh-huh, uh-huh. It's called Death Race 2050. Same exact plot, except now Frankenstein, whatever his name was, is uh, a Latino guy instead of David Carradine. Uh-huh. So anyway, that was a little aside, mm-hmm. I guess. Next week, we're going to be doing a huge cult classic. Does it go to 11? It goes all the way to 11. It is called This is Spinal Tap. We'll have a lot of dumb information on this one. <laughs> uh, it's going to be over an hour long, I, I believe, because there's no way we can put everything in this podcast that I want to put into this podcast for that movie. I own the script of this movie. <laughs> That's how much I love this movie is that I owned the script to... This is Spinal Tap. So next week is This is Spinal Tap. I don't think that one's streaming anywhere at the moment. So uh, go to your local streaming whatever. Your service. Digital service. You can probably buy it on Amazon Prime. We'll, we'll see by next week. Yeah. Um, but it's one of the best movies ever made about a rock band. With that said, follow us on Facebook. We are Happy Fun Time Movie Hour. You can follow us on Twitter. We are 
at Funtime Movies One. That is Funtime Movies and the number one. Also, you can subscribe to us on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and anywhere you get podcasts. Because those are the best ones anyway. <laughs> uh, all right. Anyway, with all that said, what are you doing listening to us? Go watch a movie. <laughs>